Yeah, I'm watching this video of this animatronic T-Rex outside Broadcasting House. Yeah. And it's pretty. it looks pretty good, um, but it's on Twitter, and there's a comment, there's a, twi- there's a tweet underneath, a reply from uh, Jessica saying, even though I know it's fake, I would still take a very wide step aside, but it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> even though oh, I know dear. it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right. <laughs> let's start the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to introduce this one. Just do your um, normal. Hello and welcome to Crap. You don't have to do... You don't have to do... I think the fancier right. intros are detrimental. Right. Like, Fine. we're having a real sizzler here on the Crafts podcast. That... <laughs> All right, OK, I'm just going to do a normal one. Well, do what you want. Hello I... and welcome to Crass. The... What, what? What? Do what you want. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I. if it were me, I'd just do the normal introduction. I was just going to do the normal one, and you interrupted me. Yeah, because I didn't want you to feel obliged to do it. I wanted no, to it's, do... I'll just do a normal one. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hello, and welcome to Crass, the podcast hosted by me, Paul Austin. And me, George Walsh. See, but the thing is, George, if I just say the podcast hosted by Paul Austin and you say just George Walsh, it's like we're famous. It's like, oh, it's the, the gimmick of this podcast is it's hosted by Paul Austin and George Walsh. That's the fun gimmick. <laughs> We're, st- we're getting off on the, the wrong foot here, I think. We are, just, you're right, we are. We just are. start again. Just say... All right. Just, uh, just do whatever you want. I don't know. I'll just, <laughs> all I have to say is, and me, George Ross, so it doesn't matter. I could splice that in from last week if needs be. <laughs> Why don't you introduce it? I did it once, and it, so it didn't go down very well. It was good. It was French. Yeah, well... That gimmick's been used, hasn't <laughs> Can't it? Can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Hello, there's a fucking fly in here now. Oh God! Hello and welcome to Crass, the brilliant podcast hosted by me, Paul Austin, and me, George Walsh. Fucking finally, finally, <laughs> we're back. We've been yep. away for a couple of weeks because we couldn't be fucked last week. Yeah. Um, it's the long and short of it. And but. Yeah, and the week before that, it was pretty. It was a tense. It was a tense one. So yeah. we, we're gonna we're gonna uh, turn over a new leaf this week, <laughs> listeners. We have agreed to be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna. It's gonna be lovely. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a fun one this week. So um, as always, George, I like to start with a question. It's que- Paul's question time. Paul's question time. <laughs> Paul's question time! George. Yeah. Paul's question time. What do you reckon Stephen Fry's eBay username is? What? <laughs> what do I reckon Stephen Fry's eBay username is? You had to guess. Yeah. Has it a guess? Because he must use eBay. He's that sort of fella, isn't he? He's, like all, he's all into the apps and that. Yeah. So he probably uses eBay to buy like old, old books and telescopes. So what do you reckon his username is? <laughs> um, do you know what year he was born? 
Uh, I do, yeah. What year was he born? <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you my answer. My answer was Super Fry 57. 50, right, 57. That's, probably, that's what I assume it was, because he was born in the year 1957, and Super Fry sounds a bit like Superfly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's, that's... Uh, up Stephen Fry's street, really. No, more. What's your idea, then? I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> there is some dead end, some dead end. I I don't know what his eBay name would be. Brainbox fifty seven. I don't know. Brainbox. There we go. Brilliant. Good answer, George. It's not not really, um, was it? No. <laughs> On with the show. So, George, uh, how have you been? The heat wave continues to rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very hot. There's all flies in the house. It's pissing me off. But yeah. uh, how have you been? Uh, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, I'll be honest with you. Oh. Um, really? I, if I may, Explain. I'd like to you know, briefly talk about something that's been going on in my life, something very Ooh, personal okay. that's been causing me quite a lot of distress. Ooh. I think now, oh. for me, it's at critical mass and oh, I need God. to uh, have an outlet for this frustration okay. and uh, emotion. Just don't, just don't bring the show down, okay? If it's really personal, I don't want you... No, no, no. It's, it's, I, I just... You know... I may have mentioned this already in passing, actually, on the podcast. All right. But uh, okay. I'll recap. For months now... <laughs> There has been extensive maintenance work on being undertaken on the railway lines right outside my bedroom window, and I haven't been able to get any decent sleep. <laughs> Was that it? Is that... Go on, then. Yeah, OK, that's the recap. But, yeah, OK, that's bad. Um, so Great. I sort of just... I wanted to share with you what a, a typical evening sounds like when I'm trying to sleep and I can't because it's been really hot I've had to have the windows open so I can't shut the noise out and as you know Paul the railways are right outside they are they are uh, take it from me they are right next to his window (laughs) literally like about I'd say two meters away so here here is a flavor of the sort of thing that's been keeping me up at night Man, that is bad, George. That's worse than when I was over. <laughs> and by the that way, that's got I don't worse, know... hasn't it? That yeah, is not and I good. don't know if you uh, how in tune with uh, 1997 pop music you are, but that was torn by Natalie Imbruglia playing on the car radio. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good song, but I didn't the... catch that. I didn't catch that. But <laughs> I look forward to hearing that in the podcast. <laughs> but at four in the morning, I'm not wow. not as keen on listening to it. <laughs> See, I mean, not only is there the noise, but there's light pollution as well. They've got these very bright work lights. Yeah, so they can work. If I close the blinds, well, they're not going to let any cool air in because it's too hot. Do you know what I mean? So, waste of time. What you could do is cut holes in the curtains, the blinds, sorry. So, 
I mean, it's still let a bit of light in, but not as much. Yeah. And that cool air could still waft through the mm. holes. I'm not convinced I want to damage my blinds. Mm, okay. Do you know what I mean? Good point. But, Listeners, um... email in with your ideas for how George can get a better sleep at night. <laughs> but I'm just... Email us at thecrasspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's been absolutely relentless. They've been they've been here since March, and I uh, had God. a look online, and they're going to be here until November the fourth. <laughs> so I'm I'm not oh you know I'm about halfway through. I've still got months <laughs> left of this, and I'm just I they bang around, they drag bricks and bits of wood and metal around. They sh- they're shouting to each other. They've got the car radio <laughs> blaring. Have you listened to the Crass Podcast this week? Yeah, they're talking shit about us. <laughs> Fucking bastards. I just want to stick my head out the window and shout, stop banging, you twats. <laughs> That's not going to go down well. I looked at the complaints no, form, not. and you can only really complain about uh, if your ticket's gone wrong, like your train mm. ticket. If you go on their website, yeah. you can't complain. I mean, when it was <laughs> first announced, I was, you know, I was quite pleased about the idea of HS2. But now I just think, well, that's going to be awful. Mm. Not just because it's destroying homes and families and it's going to cost a fortune, but it's going to keep people awake. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the main thing, isn't it? Why why is it taking till November the 4th? What are they doing? It's a lot lot of work, isn't it? It's a lot of work making a fucking... It took us... I mean, how long did it take us to do the second series of Crafts? Yeah, but once we recorded it, it was done within a week. The first episode, wasn't it? True. It was... Yeah, if we can, yeah, that's a good point. If we can finish an episode of this podcast in a week, why can't they just fix the railways? We didn't set up microphones at four in the morning outside people's <laughs> bedrooms, going "Hello and welcome to the Crafts Podcast." Oh, it's not working, Paul. We'll have to keep trying. It didn't <laughs> no, happen but like maybe that. we should be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think, what are they doing for it to take so long? What are, they, are they replacing the lines with Meccano? Are they using yeah. Rice Krispies for gravel? What is it? Why is it taking this long? I'd love it if they used Rice Krispies for gravel. Various foodstuffs to make all the trains. Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm done. Next bit. He's genuinely really... I'm making fun of this, listeners, but he's genuinely at the end of his rope. <laughs> I can tell. It will be a miracle if I haven't thrown myself in front of a train before fucking November the 4th. Yeah, so don't expect a Christmas special this year, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. So, Paul, it's now the time for you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Telling me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. Well, I haven't been watching much. Um, I watched one thing um, because you watched it, but we'll come to that in a minute. Mm. Um, but the other thing I've been um, watching is the coverage. It's not. It's on, like, the internet. It's not on telly or anything. It's only, do you know what? It's actually really loosely related to telly, this. But... Uh, <laughs> We've got another thing to talk about in a minute, so I thought I'd get it out of the way. Okay. Um, the coverage of the San Diego Comic Con. Have you been have you been paying attention to any of the news coming out of from the Comic Con? Of course I know I'm that's not. kind of you're really into that sort of thing, George. Of course I haven't. I, I can't believe <laughs> there's coverage for it. 
<laughs> it's on the internet. It's Why not like real coverage, coverage for it. I mean, it's not like the coverage of Wimbledon or the World Cup. It's like you just have to go on various like websites. It's shit, really. But basically, what? and you can watch people shaking hands with William Shatner. What I don't understand. No, what... it's not. No, you, no, no, no. They do pan. No, that's not coverage of like meeting celebrities in the. In a, <laughs> I thought in a, there was just a, a webcam pointed <laughs> no. at John Luke Picard. And people just come <laughs> up to him. And... No, it's coverage of like it's the panels they do. They all do these panels now, where they get all the stars of a TV show to like sit there and talk about why they're what's coming up, and they all show off trailers and things for like stuff. I mean, I'm not interested in most of it. You know, Star. Who cares about Star Trek? Who cares about fucking The Walking Dead? Yeah. Couldn't give a shit. But what I could give a shit about is the new Doctor Who. Ah, yeah. And. Because they had a new trailer that came out. There was a trailer during the World Cup that was all right. It was fun. And then there was a proper trailer shown at Comic-Con. And I'm pretty excited. I think Jodie Whittaker looks amazing. This is actually, okay, I'm doing my sort of false voice now. Like, you know, that voice I do when I don't actually mean what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but genuinely, I'm really excited. I think she looks genuinely brilliant. Maybe that's what um, the big Velociraptor thing outside television centres for. <laughs> Um, maybe. <laughs> was it I mean, a Velociraptor if I made that up? There was a T-Rex. Ah, oh, T-Rex. What happened? They're all dinosaurs. And a Veloc- There's two, actually. There's a T-Rex and a Velociraptor, so you're half right. All right, well, there we go. Yeah. But I was going to say, are you going to be watching the new Doctor Who, George? Because obviously she's from the north. All right, yes. That's that's the only reason I've got to watch it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't so know. So that's exciting. I've got mixed feelings about Doctor Who. Um mm, well which I've, I've spoken to you about, but I don't think I've shared think on so. this here podcast. But No, I I'm just... not really interested in putting them out there no, either, George. Well, of course you're not. Yeah. It challenges your narrative, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, are you excited for Bradley Walsh to be in it? Oh, I'm delighted. Absolutely <laughs> ecstatic about it. I, I, was, you know, I'm starting to ch- I was worried, but he might be good. Mm. Might be. You never know. I'll be. I'll give it a go. I will give it a go. Yeah, I think good. I was just so disappointed last time yeah. because I love Peter Capaldi, and it was rubbish. So I mean, I just <laughs> I was so let down. I didn't so, think it was rubbish, listeners. Just I mean, it wasn't would, great. It wasn't but you've got bear in mind, I'm, I'm, I'm I stopped say watching it's it after the first one because it was rubbish. <laughs> I thought, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. I'm not watching it next week. Tell me what you've been watching this week. Well, just before uh, we get on to what I've been watching, the main feature, I'd just like to recommend Mark Kermode's Secrets of Cinema, which is a new series exploring the conventions and tropes of different film genres. Uh, It's really terrific, and it's on Tuesdays at 9 on BBC4. The war is still on. The Crass versus the Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo film podcast is still on. But do you not want me recommending their stuff? I'm not bothered. <laughs> but I'm just letting the listeners know the war is the still war on. The war still rages on. Anyway, yeah. on to what I've been watching this week, which is the <laughs> new Sasha Baron Cohen vehicle, Who is America? Mm. Now... <laughs> a bit of a pause there. <laughs> Russell Crowe says... Sasha Baron Cohen, actor, showman, daredevil, some kind of Marlon Brando, Richard Pryor and Evil Knievel hybrid. This is breathtaking. Daniel Mays, 
No performer better than the great Sasha Baron Cohen to make you watch through your fingers. Hilarious and provocative as ever. Jordan Peele. I had the privilege of getting a sneak peek at Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America, last night. Holy shit. It's essential. Jimmel Kimmel, your old friend. <laughs> Congratulations to Sasha Baron Cohen for reminding us, hilariously, of how very, very, very stupid we are. That was just great. Hashtag Who is America. And Matt Lucas. Who is America proves once again that Sasha Baron Cohen is the most brilliant, ballsy comedian on the planet. Now let's uh, get on to what I thought about the show. Right, listeners, hang on, I'm going to stop you there, George. He's been, he's been, he's, he's been waiting to do this for literally since the first episode ahead. <laughs> he's had this prepared. I mean, a second so one has aired go for it, George. at this point. And surprise, surprise, I've not watched it. Um, but the first one I caught, and I have to say the overarching thing that hit me about it was it just wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. There was nothing that funny about it. I, I mean, I yeah, I kind of have to. I mean, yeah, I watched it as well. Uh, listen, I watched it yesterday because <laughs> I was just sort of putting it off. Um, and I don't, I don't think I hated it as much as you did. Mm. But I didn't think it was very good. Well, the first thing was... I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at any of it, that's, really. That's the biggest thing for me, is that yeah. it's just not funny. It's, not it really. didn't I make me laugh anyway. Funny. And I quite like uh, satirical comedy. I've, you know, mm. I'm even more tolerant of, like, private eye front covers than you are. So, I, I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, I will, you know, let off weak satire. But it mm. wasn't good. It was rubbish. There were four bits, weren't there? There was a bit mm-hmm. where he plays a fat, lazy American stereotype, and he was harassing Bernie Sanders about the one percent. <laughs> it was an odd bit to start with, yeah, because it really does fall flat. And after I've got my own thoughts on this, I feel like I don't want to keep interrupting you. I think I should just That's let okay. you speak, and then. Well, no, I'm quite happy for it to be a dialogue. Okay. Well, I, my my feelings on it is that it was kind of sold as this kind of, oh, it's sort of this shocking um, ousting of America. Look how stupid everyone is in America. It's this really shocking, weird... And that's kind of how it's sold internally. Yeah. But I feel like maybe Sasha Baron Cohen, the whole point of the show is maybe parodying that. Maybe. maybe. It's not really parodying America and the stupidness of America, apart from in a certain segment later on, yeah. when it most certainly is. It's more... The, the stupid American characters in that first, in those first three segments, are Sasha Bowen, Baron Cohen's characters. They yeah. are the stupid Americans. Well, no, this is it. Others, yeah, they all. I mean, they all seem nice enough. Is it my imagination, or did Bernie Sanders just look like he didn't have any time for this guy? Well, yeah, he, just, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit odd to kind of go from those clips of Trump being, like, um, being. Trump and a fucking giant yeah. orange fat idiot to sort of Sasha Baron Cohen winding up Bernie Sanders. Yeah. But I do wonder if maybe that was kind of the 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 weak comedy point was it was supposed to be like, oh wow, this show is gonna unravel American politics and then it just is sort of it's quite Bernie nah. Sanders being irritated by a wanker. Yeah. And that was kind of the the joke, maybe. maybe but, but that doesn't quite come across. No, I think it just made Baron Cohen look like an idiot. Well, yeah, yeah. 
the second segment was where he's playing a stereotypical social justice warrior, wasn't he? Yeah. That sort of type. Yeah. And he just did yeah. not... I, I can't remember who the people were. I've written here some Republicans. I, I don't know woman, if they're I'm sure It was the woman who nominated... Oh, wait, one of the a woman who nominated Trump, I think. I can't oh, okay. remember much of it. Well, either way, I, I, I just didn't... I don't know. Again, what was the point of it? He was just talking about <laughs> his daughter menstruating on a US flag. It wasn't... And I've seen people tweeting that, thinking, oh, it was so funny, free, hashtag free bleeding. It was rubbish. He was just it there. Very, just... It was just kind of weak. And again, it makes him look like the idiot. I would have yeah. tons of problems with the with that couple. And he doesn't satirise that. He just sort of makes himself look... Like a tear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The third one was uh, he was an ex-convict meeting with yeah. an, a, a gallery owner in California, and he makes art with his own shit. Yeah. And the gallery owner <laughs> talks about it like it's actually art. Isn't that hilarious? And She's, like, very clearly just humouring him. Yeah. And then there's art with spunk on it and anal yeah. blood, and just that's like also nice... funny, isn't it? Yeah. He's just sort of harassing a nice woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, of course, the fourth... The fourth segment is the one that's caused the biggest stir, isn't it? In terms of social yeah. media, it's the one that people are mm. talking about. It's the one that I think is up on YouTube as a like twelve-minute yeah. video. They sort of spoiled their their best segment. Yeah, and I'm using I'm using that word. I'm saying best, so but it wasn't it still wasn't a, amazing. Yeah. To recap that segment, it's a bit with a character who's a terrorist terminator. Who also looks like Sasha Baron Cohen with a fake they all look chin? Like Sasha Baron. And um, none of them—they're they not like good Sasha disguises, Baron Cohen. are they? They're not good disguises. They're not, no. And this is, yeah, like I said, it's the one that's generating the most hubbub. Uh, this anti-terror expert thinks that children should be armed with guns and decides to meet trigger-happy nutcase Philip Van Cleve, uh, the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. He also believes that kids should have guns, but. We all know that the NRA think the solution to gun crime is more guns. Yeah. We all know that whenever there's a school shooting, they say if we had mm. more guns in schools. We all know this. It's the cl yeah, it's the closest it gets. It I would say it's the closest it gets to actual satire. But yeah. it is just sort of... I mean, we live in this society now where people can just say whatever they like and yeah. they're not called up on it, really. Well, I mean, you know, the President of the United States, for example... Yeah. Well, he gave his his press conference about Putin ended up overshadowing the premiere yeah. episode of this show, didn't he? Because he yeah. made a ridiculous speech. Mm. But I just think it's all make the point of satire is to uh, to a certain extent to expose something, and this yeah. doesn't really seem to be exposed. It's like no. pointing at something and saying that's mad, isn't it? And that's... <laughs> it is a bit like that. And the problem is that. There's plenty of people who agree with the four-year-old should have guns belief. There are yeah. enough people who will buy into that. It's the difference between finding something shocking but not finding it surprising. Yeah, that makes it's sense. Very, yeah, it's like well, it's upsetting yeah, it's that that happens, but I'm not surprised that he managed no. to get dozens of people not to say all. so. No, it's and, hardly. I mean, it's yeah, it's hardly um, earth-shattering. Are you are you going to watch the Jinx? <laughs> The HBO documentary. I don't know anything about the Jinx. Okay, well, listeners, sorry to spoil the Jinx, but it ends with um, Thingy... What's his, name? What's his name? Robert Durst? Is that his name? 
he gets exposed. He, he basically on camera, he like he keeps his microphone on and he he admits in the bathroom that he killed his wives. Basically, oh, sadly that is it. Sadly no. that. No, it's not. I I can't really imagine the demographic that watches and goes, "Oh, this is shocking! I can't believe it. It's mad, mm. isn't it?" I just don't. <laughs> I, they exist, but I just yeah. can't put myself in their place. Really, I suppose it's to me, it's clickbait satire all over again. It's a bit. Yeah. It's, it's like Jonathan Pie. It's as bad as Jonathan Pie. It appeals <laughs> to the Jonathan Pie demographic, who want to be surprised by the reality I would, element. I would say, in my opinion, I do think. I do think that Sasha Baron Cohen is probably more talented than Tom Walker. Though. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I think he is, he is yeah, there's least, evidence he does at for least that. Know what but, a joke is? Yeah, but it is. Do you not think that this was like if Jonathan Pye starred in a John Ronson novel? Do you not think mm. that's what it seemed like? <laughs> a little bit. My main feeling on it is that it's just it's about six years too late. Yeah. Um, well, let's boost the mood a little um, with a little quiz I've come up with, George. Like a kind of zany, fun quiz. Didn't you have um, the things what get on your tits to do? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Well, actually, do you know what? I'm, OK, let's let's segue into uh, a things what get on me tits. All right. And then we'll have the jingle. <laughs> oh, on this Grass podcast... We do have lots of bits And here's another feature called Things what get on me tits Yeah, things what get on me tits Right, I watched uh, Who is America on um, All Four, uh, Channel 4's answer to the iPlayer. Yeah. Um, and fuck me! All Four? What? What? What is All Four? What? Yeah, right, okay. So I go on it, I'm using it on my PlayStation, that's important to remember. I mm. click on the All Four app, go on there, browse through the programs in an annoying way. It's all kind of weirdly set out. It's not too bad, it's not as bad. I think the iPlayer is harder to navigate in some ways, if you're looking for a box set in particular. Thankfully, Who is America is on the front page. They're, they're, sort of, they're, they're advertising it yeah. uh, heavily. So I click on that, click on episode one, uh, and then it says I've got to sign in. Fuck, great, got to sign in. I haven't got to sign in into any of these other catch-ups. Fucking unbelievable. Uh, then, oh, here's the annoying... Here's the really one of the really little, tiny, annoying things that i found is... On the PlayStation, you've got to type in your whole username using the fucking controller. But the keyboard interface they've got on all four is alphabetical. It's not a QWERTY keyboard it's not QWERTY. layout. That's no, ridiculous. so it, it really, so it really, I'm kind of used to using, anyway, but, so I type in all my details, it says, oh no, sorry, sorry, no, that doesn't work, sorry, that password isn't right, that password isn't right, so I have to go on my phone, try and change the password, it's then it tells me I was never registered in the first place, <laughs> didn't give me an option to register on the PlayStation, register for all four, and then, 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 only then will it let me watch it, but never think... use all four. <laughs> Also, here's the other thing. If you want to watch, like, a classic sitcom, you know, like Father Ted, the sitcom written by Arthur Matthews, it's all it's all made widescreen. They've zoomed in, so it's widescreen. Oh, fuck off. It's panned and scanned. <laughs> it's panned and scanned! That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, that's the that's end That's the of... second worst thing about Father Ted. 
<laughs> anyway, that's the end of do you things that get on me tits. Do you think they make it so hard to use so that children can't accidentally stumble across the great celebrity wank-off? <laughs> or shit-fest? Or any of those maybe. other programmes they're doing now on Channel 4? <laughs> I've heard about that. Maybe, maybe. So long another feature Until we next transmit they're out of my damn system now Those things what got on me tits Yeah, those things what got on me tits Right, um, I think I think I better boost the mood, George. Yeah. I've actually prepared, because obviously we both like films. You know, mm -hmm. we've got degrees in films. And yeah. I think you're a bit of a film buff. Would you say that? You're a film buff. Because you've got there a degree, are, there are you a must lot be of... a film buff. All right, fine. <laughs> I was just going to say, there are a lot of gaps in my knowledge. Give you not a degree in it, though, George. I mean, I only watched, what, Citizen Kane about a month ago. So, I mean... <laughs> and everyone's not a degree in it, though, George. Well, get on she me a quiz. Film, but... Get on me a quiz. <laughs> okay, so my fun <laughs> quiz is, I've got uh, some film titles, six film titles, I think, six film titles. Some of them are real, some of them are fake. Which ones are fake and which ones are real? That's up for you to figure out, George. Right, okay. Okay? Do what, are you going to tell me the proportions? How many are real, how no. many aren't real? No. 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 Oh, okay. Might give it away. Okay. Um, there's no, I haven't got a name for this quiz, so it's just Paul's film title quiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, okay. you know, giving your uh, feature shit names has worked for us so far. <laughs> That's true. Right, okay, let's just let's just throw ourselves into this and start with uh, number one. Okay, are you going to put some music under this? Cheers. Number one. Unbelievable. Deathbed. The bed that eats. Well, that could be that could be one of those naff 80s video nasties. Deathbed. Could be. The bed that eats. I mean, what was it? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah, that was an intentional sort of bad film, I think. Well, yeah, but it, what I mean is, that sounds like <laughs> yeah. it's made up. Well, it, well it does. even real films are made up, aren't they? That's what <laughs> it's film made is. Up, yeah. So, Deathbed. Uh, I'm going to say that is real. Correct! Started with a bit of an easy one, but correct, that is real. Uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, is a 1977 American surrealist horror film Written, produced, and directed by George Barry in his only feature film. <laughs> uh, the plot centres on the title antagonist, The Deathbed, as it is passed on through generations, bringing tragedy upon those who come across it. So it's like a sort of weird kind of um, portmanteau uh, horror film where there's like lots of different uh, segments following the deathbed. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Brilliant. Good. Next one. The Oogie Loves in The Big Balloon Adventure. <laughs> I'm going that's real. I'm going that that's real as well. <laughs> Tell me through your thought process. Why do you think that one's real? Because I think I've, I've heard... If it's not real, there is a film with a title very similar to that mm. that is real and abysmal. <laughs> well, George, you're correct. Again, that's two up. You're two up. The Oogie Loves in The Big Balloon Adventure is real. The Oogie Loves, Gooby, Zuzi and Toofy... Set out to find five magical balloons that will make their good friend Schluffy surprise birthday party extra special. Good, brilliant. Well done, you're doing well. Number three, George. 
Grapple in the Big Apple. Real or fake? Grapple in the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. That is a shit title, even if it is fake. <laughs> Grapple in They're the all Big shit Apple. titles. Well, yeah, I know that. That's the point. I know. But... See, the law of averages would suggest that this will be a fake one because we've had two mm. real ones on the bounce. I'm going to go with real, though, because I don't think it works like that. <laughs> well, George, uh, I'm afraid it does work like that. It is fake. Yeah. Grappling the Big Apple is a fake title. 2-0, uh, George, 2-0. <laughs> the next, the next two one. 2-1. Two 2-1, one. whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, 2-1. Cut, cut that bit. Number number th four, George, real or fake? The velocity of Gary. The velocity of Gary. Yeah. Fake. Uh, the velocity of Gary is actually real. Yeah. <laughs> it's a film. I'm going to go too in depth because it's actually a film about AIDS, uh, and it stars oh, Vincent well, D'Onofrio and Salma Hayek. I thought we were bringing the mood up with this. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I've got some more left. Don't worry. I'll bring the next one. Uh, trike Wars. Trike Wars. Yeah. Real. <laughs> you watch the thought process. I, I just, it sounds real. I don't know. Well, it's not, it's fake. Right. Trike Wars. It's real. Trike Of course I made up Trike Wars. Not a film called Trike Wars, is there? <laughs> there could be. Next one <laughs> Johnny Skidmarks. That sounds like something out of the viz or something you'd make up. <laughs> well, I've, everything's sort of gone downhill here, like halfway you have through. You started doing really badly. Johnny Skidmarks. I'll go real. Sure. Yes. Well, well done. You're correct. Johnny Skidmarks is a real film starring uh, Peter Gallagher, Francis McDormand, and John Lithgow. Ah. Uh, Johnny Scardino is working for blackmailers photographing wealthy guys in seedy motels. One such assignment turns the wrong way and blackmailers die one by one. Is Johnny the next on the list? Who knows? Watch Johnny Skidmarks to find out. That's a bad name, isn't it? Obviously, I haven't sort of um, researched what that means in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> right, What's and finally... Worst? Oh, there's one more. There's on. one more. Go on. Finally... Is there a film called Crass? Ah. Mm. I'm going to say no, but I think there probably is. But, I, I, but right. I'm going to, again, it's that. I don't know if this is some double bluff, so I'm going to go no. Okay. I'm going to accept that. There, is not, there isn't a feature film, so I'm going to, I'm going to say you're correct. Okay. There isn't a feature film called Crass, but there is an 11-minute short film from this year, 2018, called Crass. Uh, it stars Nora Orton and Dane Swerdling, obviously. Yeah. And the synopsis is a new couple awkwardly try and have sex in a parked car. Do you think that's, that's a good metaphor for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What were you going to say before? I was going to ask, what's the worst film title that you've heard? The worst film title? I think um, The Velocity of Gary is pretty bad. Yeah. That's not um, good, is it? No. There's a film that came out recently that was like a weird animated adventure that I've just forgotten the title of. So uh, that's useful, isn't it? 
the, the worst film title I've ever heard of, and it's not a surprise, it is one of those doff yeah. uh, 80s horror films. Uh, yeah. Oversexed Rugsuckers from Mars. <laughs> which is what I think uh, our old friend Mark Kermode, our uh, bitter yeah. rival, uh, said was the worst <laughs> film he's ever seen after Exorcist 2, The Heretic. It does sound pretty... It's not, it's a, that, is a, that is a bad title, George, because it's, it's, like it's, it's not even sexy. No. What was it? Oversexed rug suckers? Rug suckers? Yeah, it's, it's about these oversexed term, vacuum cleaners from, from Mars. <laughs> yeah. That is a bad... Okay, yeah, oh, that is a bad title. Listeners, uh, email us your, your worst film titles. You can make them up or they can be real. Um... At crasspodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> what is the point of that? <laughs> no, it's just, I just feel like we should say it. All right. Did yeah. you like my quiz, George? I did, actually. I did like the quiz. I was okay. all right Cheers. at first, but I, I quickly plummeted. Right, Paul. Full steam ahead. It's the Crash Channel Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Lovely. <laughs> I always look forward to hearing those. <laughs> yes, listeners, it's time for uh, the Crash Channel Ferry again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so this week... Yes. Well, if you couldn't tell from the, the um, brilliant jingle, our theme was um, Coronation Street 50 years from now. Yes. So we were supposed to imagine what Coronation Street will be like in 50 years, basically, in the year 2068. <laughs> sums it up, does it? Yeah, it sums it up. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Sure, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, Coronation Street 2068. Still called Coronation Street, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've written a kind of just a small document, really, that sort of sums it all up, so I'll just read straight from that. Coronation Street 2068, the state of the series. Nothing much has changed in Coronation Street, Putney. The street has survived so much. The UK departing the European Union and the massive war what happened right after between the North and the South. It's been 50 years and the residents of the street are finally feeling the benefits. Bethany Platt has got a passport and it's the same shade of blue as her semi-robotic limbs that Dev made for her before he died in a toilet accident. Also, the entire street worships the bomb hidden under the rovers. <laughs> Right, a few old characters who are still going to be in the show. Uh, Bethany Platt uh, will fill much the same role as her grandmother Gail does now, a constant fixture of the series, welcoming new characters and then inevitably outliving them. She doesn't do anything but react to the crazy escapades of her children, which are more extreme than ever, what with it being the future and everyone has guns, and make profound speeches when there's some big storyline, e.g. Chesney getting run over by a tank. <laughs> 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 Uh, Steve McDonald is now 93 years old and he won't leave the series. He still works at the taxi firm Streetcars with his old mate Lloyd, played by the severed head of Craig Charles in a massive jar. <laughs> he's, still, he's still pining over his XXX girlfriend Michelle, but knows he can't be with her now that she's reformed hearsay. <laughs> and, obviously, uh, <laughs> and obviously Ken Barlow. Now a reanimated corpse who lives below the rovers. He takes care of the bomb upon which is painted the face of his late wife, Deirdre Rashid. He no longer says anything apart from his own name in a guttural voice. 
And uh, some new characters, obviously, because I mean, in 50 years they're going to introduce some new characters. Alpha Centauri is a big one-eyed alien who gets into various scrapes on the street. He runs the corner shop and is in an on-again, off-again relationship with Stavros Barlow. He shits out of his hands. The baldy slaphead Phil Mitchell is now a regular member of the Coronation Street cast ever since the BBC went under and ITV bought the rights to all their original shows and characters. He's still played by the 109-year-old Steve McFadden <laughs> and mostly just wanders around the street grumbling and pissing his tiny trousers. Some other BBC characters who are now Corrie residents include Charlie from Casualty, Mrs Brown from Mrs Brown's Boys and Poldark. And finally, Bongo the Clown. He's... <laughs> Finally, Bongo the Clown. He's a clown who lives in the town. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Storylines, haven't thought of them yet. So that's the end of my pitch for Coronation Street 2050 at 68. Sorry. George, uh, your turn to pitch. So, uh, Coronation Street 2068. Here's the premise. The Fredbots have taken over the north with their headquarters (laughs) established in Weatherfield. For the inhabitants of Coronation Street, life continues for the most part as normal. Only every now and then someone gets killed. Dennis Duckworth, an inventor, is determined to bring down the Fredbot regime at any cost. (laughs) What would you say if I said, let's have a clip? Oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, this is next level stuff. That's better, I say, that's better. A bit of peace and quiet. Fredbot 214, I say, Fredbot 214, do you read me? Loud and clear, I read you loud and clear. Fredbot 214, report to Rovers as soon as. I say, report to Rovers. Over and out, I say, over and out. Activate portal. Like I said, I'm the landlady of this pub and I was hosting a private birthday party for my friend Rita, isn't that right? That's right. See, they have no right to call you. Right, now let's hear your side of the story. This is my pub and I did not give permission for a private party. Well, I don't need your permission. Well, you do, because it's my pub. Ah, Fredbot 214, I need your assistance with this domestic. I say this domestic, I need your assistance. Always happy to help out, I say always happy to help out. I really don't think we need to waste any more of your time. See, I've hardly committed a crime. That's up for us to decide. I say, that's that's up up for us us to decide. decide. Fredbot 214, what do you reckon we should do? I say, what do you reckon? Best course of action is close pub for night. I say, evacuate pub. Well, I'd quite like to finish this first, if you don't mind. You couldn't wait to get out of here a second ago. You're going nowhere. I say, you're going nowhere. (laughs) 
Don't waste my time like this again. We're really sorry, officer. You should be. I say you should be. Well, well done. You've made your point. Don't get sarcastic with me. Right, I think we should take this in the back room. Let's just glue that bit there. Right. Everything should be sorted. Carry on doing what you're doing. Show them you've got principle. Cheers, Gran. Oh, by the way, is me tea in the oven? No, I can't feed you. What kind of a process is that? Shh, keep it quiet, Gran. I don't want the Fredbots to find out, do I? You're making a stand away. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm really, I'm really chuffed you're proud of me, Gran. But, yeah, keep it stum, will you? Now, like I say, I'm going to bingo. And then I might go for a drink after. Don't do old daft while I'm gone, will you? Because the longer you sit it out, the less power they have. You stay there, love, because you've got more staying power than them. <laughs> I love you. Hey, I better hurry up. I'm going to miss first house of bingo. <laughs> All right, see ya. Hey, Uncle Fred, there's a fella up on that roof over there. Which roof? I say, which roof? That one there. Looks like Dennis Duckworth. Right, I'll have a word. I say, I'll have a word. Right, there we go. Sorted. Oh, crap. What you doing up there? I say, what you doing up there? I'm, ju I'm just fixing the aerial. Do you know the aerial's been playing up? The telly's been rubbish. Is that all you've been doing? I say, is that all you've been doing? Honestly, that's it. That's all I've been doing. I'm not trying to bring down the Fred bots. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get good reception on Holby City. Can you trust him, Uncle Fred? I'm just checking his record. Now, I said, I'm just checking his record. Honestly, there's no need for that. It's not like I'm leading the resistance or anything. <laughs> Subject, Dennis Duckworth. Inventor, notes, revived his long-dead grandparents, Jack and Vera Duckworth. A fine and young, upstanding member of the community. I say fine and upstanding. Well, if that's everything, I'll be getting back inside now. All right, cheers. Flaming wazzock. Right, let's get on our way. I say let's get on our way. Uncle Fred, Uncle Fred, can you take me to the sweet shop? No, no, I'll take to Elliot Butchers. I say Elliot's Butchers. We'll have the best bit of beef in Weatherfield. Right, now the antenna's up and running. Let's give it a go. This is Dennis Duckworth of Number 9 Coronation Street, Weatherfield. I am sending this distress call to anybody out there in the galaxy who can receive it. <laughs> Damn. Well, okay, well, George, I think you've won that one. <laughs> what do you That's the best with? thing that will ever be on this podcast. <laughs> do you have any questions about the oh, show? No, no, I think that illustrated <laughs> it pretty much perfectly. Oh, you're, not, you're not, I think, you know, you're not that bad. You should be in the real Cory, I think. You know Being what? Being pretty good in the real Cory. Right, well, cheers, listeners. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week for the final episode of this series. Yeah. Um, I haven't got anything planned for it yet, but uh, hopefully it'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah, we hope. Hopefully. Uh, you can you can send stuff uh, by email to crasspodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at the Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bumbledoon. That's Bumble D O O N. 
I'm George. also on. Tw- oh. <laughs> yeah, no, fine, go for it. I'm also on Twitter <coughs> at Jorge Walsh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cheers, cheers, George. Thank you. See you next week. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.